Al, we've got a mix of the old and the new today. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. Welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lame Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode 185. We got some stuff to talk about. We do. We're going to talk about a video game mm-hmm. later on in the show. But first, let's talk about the news. Cue that news music. Boop. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, EA had their thing last week. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, before we get to that, Nintendo announced new Pokemon Snap. Yep. Which is wild. Yep. I was not expecting that. 20 years later. <laughs> God. We also have a release date for Trials of Cold Steel 4. Hey, we, we do. It's Yay! Late, late October. Yay! That's cool. It's very cool. I've already told you I'm taking a few days off. <laughs> late October now. Oh, look. I played a 200 hours in my three days off. Whoops. <laughs> I mean... It's not even possible, but I did it anyways. I mean... <laughs> uh, what else happened? Uh, that new Smash character got announced. It's, it's one of the characters from ARMS. I know you're all shocked. Yeah. Wow. Super duper shocked. Super we did shocked. get to see um, Sakurai's like, sweet setup, though. We got to see Sakurai's home, where he yeah. gets to sleep one hour a day. That poor man needs a break. But his his like entertainment setup is rad. And I love how he's like, this is one thing you never see inside people's houses. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Cribs. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they have the the new character from ARMS and they added some new me costumes, which is like Splatoon characters, Heihachi from Tekken, and then Vault Boy from Fallout. Yeah, that was an odd choice. Sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, it is the apocalypse, so... Very fitting. Uh, they did not talk about anything new. They're like, yeah, we were not going to talk about that because we literally cannot say anything about it because we don't have anything to show. Yeah. Quarantine stuff. So, yeah, we'll have to wait for, for more of that. But, yeah, that's the big kind of surrounding news. And then EA had their thing last Thursday. Yep. We watched it. It was a thing. It was definitely a thing. I don't this even v- remember most of it, honestly. This very much felt like their presentation they did, like, either around the time when the consoles just came out, or it was, like, 2014? Somewhere around the time, but it was basically a lot of just, like, here's a bunch of games that are very much in the future that we really can't show you. Yeah. This is our entire press conference. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yes, exactly. Uh, they began this press conference visual visual presentation with Apex Legends, a game that's already out. Uh, they announced it's going to have crossplay with Xbox One, PS4, PC coming in fall of this year. It's also coming to Switch, and it'll also have crossplay with all that. Uh, they announced some new modes and everything, and that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a video for the Steams for the Steams for the Sims Four. Yep. Um, which is about, about like a lot of like inclusivity about people who like kind of find themselves playing The Sims and everything, mm-hmm. and then it just pivots to hey, The Sims is on Steam and all these other EA games are on Steam. Yeah, 
And that's it. Yep. It's very weird. There's a lot of like non-announcements, like especially because like the the Steam stuff was like already happened earlier in the day, so like people knew about it. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, we got to see the new game from the developers of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons and A Way Out. It's called It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right. <laughs> It is another cooperative action adventure game coming out in 2021. That's it. It was a lot more about just like the director and how he's he's very wacky. He said the Oscars on the Game Awards. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, sure. Brothers is a good game. I haven't played a way out, but like. Haven't either. Propping people up into auteur status is not a good thing. Yeah, typically not not a not a positive. Just look at what's happening with Naughty Dog right now, and you will definitely see that. Ooh, well, <laughs> that, guy, and, that guy sucks. But also, but, Naughty Dog also sucks. And then Nomura basically saying like, "Oh, by the way, we work our people to death. We want to hire yeah. more people." Like, and then Kojima is also a thing. So, like, hey guys, David Cage. Da- oh. All these people suck. Mm-hmm. That's really all I have to say here is all these people suck. Mm-hmm. And so like when I see someone being lifted up like that, I'm like, ooh, what are we doing here? Very sketchy. Yeah. Uh, they showed off some EA original stuff, uh, Lost in Random, which basically should have the subtitle Live and Die by the Rando. <laughs> uh, it's very much like a Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton style. It also reminded me of Coraline a bit. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of um, claymation, stop motion animation style of like look to it, mm-hmm. but it's all about like randomness. This is by so this is what I thought when they were talking about this, but this is by the team that did Fee Fay, F E. Um, so this is that team's new game. It looked interesting, like yeah, a like game a that's a lot about die. randomness. Yeah, like that seems weird. Uh, they have a there's another game called Rocket Arena, which is not the Quake mod. <laughs> unfortunately which is just like hey we we watched overwatch one time and we decided to make a game about it with all rockets yep <sighs> it looked very soulless it looked very much hey we're trying to capture that esports baby esports and it's just like, uh. uh following that they showed off a lot of star wars squadrons which basically would have been their big thing here except they got leaked like a week mm-hmm. before the event and they're like, oh, crap. Uh, it's a first-person dogfighting combat game in the Star Wars universe. Big pass. Uh, apparently, the game is also very playable in VR as well. That's one thing they're touting. Yep. Um, very multiplayer-focused and all that sort of stuff. Uh, definitely for people who liked TIE Fighter and X-Wing like 30 years ago. <laughs> On the personal computer. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't think I would play that game if it's all in first person. Nope. Because, like, a, lo- a lot of, like, the way, like, those ships in first person looked, like, just didn't look great. It, it didn't do it for me. I mean, the game looks great, but, like, the way, like, the cockpit design looks, like, that seems very counterintuitive to how I'd want to play. Also, there was, like, no reticles or anything in the gameplay they were showing. Yeah, Which I'm assuming was... there probably will be in the actual game, but, like, that that just seems weird. Like, I'd be like, oh, God, I can't play this. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, I mean, like, when you're having to rebuild, like, a cockpit that was, like, 
put together on a baby budget in like the 70s like yeah not the best nah uh they mentioned it's gonna have a single player campaign but whether or not it's actually like fully fleshed out or anything is remains to be seen and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, not much about it other than it exists. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the big thing that they kind of like wanted to show off here. Like like I said, that game looks really good, mm-hmm. which it's it, it's probably a lot easier to kind of make a game look really good when it's just like, hey, you're in space shooting stuff. <laughs> but yeah, new Star Wars. Uh, we got a quick montage of EA Sports stuff, which is apparently going to signal the oncoming apocalypse. What? That's what this montage was. It was like FIFA and Madden, and then Endersplurse was like the apocalypse was coming. I, I mean, don't understand it. We already um, knew that the apocalypse was coming. Yes. They didn't really show those games. It was like very stylized trailers quote-unquote mm-hmm. trailers like just little bits of look and gameplay like i don't know how real those gameplay looks were though like it look if that's the way those games will look it's gonna look nice but like they didn't really show the games at all i mean it, obviously it's like you you kind of know what fifa and madden are going to be but also like that's not really how i would show off these games honestly yeah it's weird it's very bizarre uh then after that we got a montage of like next gen stuff so like here's criteria and they're making a new racing game look at these cars those cars did look real good though (laughs) (laughs) like real good um dice is making battlefield bigger so i'm assuming that just means hey we're gonna have more people in multiplayer (laughs) bioware's making something which it's presumably dragon age because those the way that stuff looked it was very dragon age-esque mm-hmm um. Yeah, it was just like here's some next gen stuff that we don't really have anything to talk about, but these 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 teams are doing something, which is literally what they did in that press conference, like in 2014. It was like, <laughs> hey, Criterion's making something. This team's making something. This team's making something, and then like most of the stuff they showed didn't actually happen. It's very weird. It's very weird. Uh, and then they they ended by saying, hey, we're making a new skate game. Yeah, with, like, no details whatsoever. No details. They. How do you do this announcement and not just get out in front of it and say, hey, we are making Skate 4? They didn't even bother saying Skate 4. We're just saying, hey, we're making a new Skate game. It was it very weird. Anything. It could be anything. Also, the fact that they said that people commented this into an existence is not good. No, it is <laughs> That's not. real bad. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, I feel like if you're going to make the announcement, like, obviously, if you're doing this the way they did this, it seems like this is incredibly early. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically just saying, hey, we're going to make this game again. Which, apparently, that is basically the thing. Is like, they tried to make it once before, didn't get anywhere, and now it's like, they're going to do it again. And they're rebooting from scratch. So, like, it's probably extremely early, but, like, how do you mess up the biggest announcement that you could possibly have made that the people that people have been wanting for years at this point? And it was so awkwardly done. They're just like, hey, guys, we're here. We're making skate. Okay, goodbye. And they're like, we're back. We're doing it. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Now, obviously, you got skate memorabilia in the background. Are we supposed to know who you guys are? Like, right. I don't know if these guys are from the original team or not. I don't, I don't know. But it was just like they didn't introduce themselves. They just yelled, hey, we're doing it. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Each other? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> 
It was just so bizarre. It it was not a good way to make that announcement. And I mean, the fact that it didn't even have a logo or anything was just. And like, the fact that they're not calling it Skate Four immediately. No, no. Although I I did like the one joke that was like they should just call this game hashtag Skate Four. Yeah. Yeah, man, this was weird. This is a weird show in general. It was very underwhelming. Yeah. So, okay, so big things that were missing from the show. Mm-hmm. There's a Mass Effect remaster that's supposedly in the works. Yeah. Did not get shown here. UFC 4 is supposedly in the works. Did not get shown here. Um, Anthem is going under its reboot to become Anthem A Realm Reborn, essentially. That didn't get shown here, which probably because like they're still working heavily on rebooting that game. Right. So that's three big things that people know about that they didn't bother to talk about here. It's weird. Like I get obviously this is a a console year, so things are just going to be funky in general, but like This, if was this bad. is all you're going to talk about, like Hmm. Maybe it's a good thing E3 didn't happen this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like EA always just bridges that line of like their their show's either going to be all right or it's just going to look real bad. And this is one of the real bad years. It it wasn't. Man, so, get it's get Zach Efron on the phone and have him smoke some weed and play some Battlefield or something. <laughs> Him and Jamie Foxx are just going to poke up and play Battlefield and do that. And then Snoop Dogg's just going to be on camera smoking a blunt. Oh my god. Weed 3. That was the peak of EA this generation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's EA. EA Play. That was a thing. It was very underwhelming. And then like having the uh, like freaking interspersed like look for the letters type thing i was like this feels like sesame street what is happening yeah just real bad a lot of bad jokes a lot of bad comedy yeah a lot of like fake enthusiasm for things yeah that's not not that was not great no (sighs) but it existed and we watched it it existed yep Skate's happening somehow, subway, some capacity. Can you imagine if they did that huge announcement and they're still just going to make that Skate Mobile game? (laughs) I mean, the fact that they didn't come out and say Skate 4 makes me worry that that's what they're actually going to do. Like, can you imagine the vitriol that would occur? Oh, man. I mean... Speaking of vitriol, mm-hmm. let's talk about our featured game this week, Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game people love. Mm-hmm. And by love, I mean quotation marks, because people don't like this game a lot. They do not. Mostly because it stars Rebecca, and people hate Rebecca because they are stupid. Awful. Big dumb morons. Because she's the best part about this game, let's be real. She is. Resident Evil Zero. This is a game that came out around the time when Capcom was very much in love with the Nintendo GameCube. Mm-hmm. This is hot off the heels of the remake. 
Or did I this come first? Exactly when it is in that timeline, but it was. Okay, so this came after a remake. But it was like same year, essentially. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the release of this video game. This game came out on November 12, 2002 in North America first for the Nintendo GameCube, followed by November 21st, 2002 in Japan, February 28th, 2003 in Australia, and March 7th, 2003 in European regions. Uh, came to the Wii on July 10th, 2008 in Japan, no, December 1st, 2009 in North America. That's a long gap. January 21st, 2010 in Australia, and January 22nd, 2010 in European regions, and then had an HD remaster on January 19th, that's my birthday, 2016, for Windows PC, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Uh, came to Japan January 21st, 2016, and then also retail on January 22nd, 2016. And then came to Switch on May 21st, 2019, uh, May 23rd, 2019 in Japan, and then also May 21st as retail for the Switch. So this game's been around, like every other Resident Evil game has been around the block nowadays. You can pretty much pick them up everywhere. They're going to port it to the Atari 2600 soon. God. <laughs> Please no. Uh, so this is the prequel to Resident Evil 1. It mm -hmm. basically tries to set up the entire series, but like, boy, howdy, there's not a whole lot of story in this game. Nope. No, there's not. That's something I do not remember about this. Uh, let's talk about the development of this game, though, because it's also real weird. Okay. So, when the original Resident Evil, the 96 version, was in, still in development, the idea for a prequel came up shortly after the Nintendo 64 DD peripheral for the, the N64 was announced in 95. Uh, the 64 DD's low sales four years later eventually made Capcom decide to develop Resident Evil Zero as a cartridge-based N64 release. Uh, which there is, I think, believe there is a footage of that version around. Like, it might actually be in the Resident Evil Zero, like... HD releases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Capcom started development on the N64 version shortly before the summer of 98, one of many Resident Evil games being developed at the time. One of these was Resident Evil Code Veronica, which was taking full advantage of the capacities of the GD-ROM format, which was the, the disc format for the Sega Dreamcast. The, the Nintendo 64 cartridge can only store 64 megabytes of data, one-tenth of that of a traditional CD-ROM. For these reasons, the team approached Resident Evil Zero with different ideas for gameplay and, ver and visual design that would function better with less storage space. After the script had been completed in early 1999, the production of the of a Resident Evil game for N64 was revealed to the public by Yoshiki, Yoshiki Okamoto, the president of Capcom's screenplay company Flagship. Resident Evil Zero was designed to be more difficult than its predecessors, removing the item boxes to make the game more like Sweet Home, which is also the predecessor to the Resident Evil series in general. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a 1989 Japanese-only Famicom RPG um, that was basically made by people who would go on to make Resident Evil and all that sort of stuff. The real-time partner zapping system was designed to take advantage of the console's unique features and strengths, namely the lack of load times, which are necessary for optical disc-based gameplay as with the PlayStation. In an effort to make one-on-one -on -one zombie fights more intense, Capcom experimented with giving the zombies different reactions when they were shot and allowing the player to counteract with when bitten. The team also toyed with Faster Zombies, a precursor to Resident Evil's Crimson Head Zombies. The prototype also supported local cooperative play. Resident Evil Zero was officially announced at 20% completion in January 2000, after which it was presented with a playable demo at the Tokyo Game Show. 
The game was expected to be released in July 2000 and reportedly had an atmosphere close to the first Resident Evil, focusing more on suspense than the more action-oriented gameplay of Resident Evil 2. However, development began to slow down when it became apparent that the data for Resident Evil Zero would not fit on a single cartridge. Maybe you should have figured that out when you were <sighs> developing for the N64. Yeah. Production shifted to the newly announced GameCube with the concept and story carried over, but all the data recreated. The platform change was confirmed in September 2000. The game's final version was developed primarily, primarily by Capcom Production Studio 3, with additional support provided by Tosei. What did Tosei do? They did Game & Watch Gallery for the GBA stuff and various Dragon Ball games. <laughs> Good. As a result of the transition to the GameCube, it was delayed so that the environments could be upgraded visually. More CGI videos were created as a result of the increased memory capacities, and the voice acting was re-recorded. The iconic sounds of the leeches were actually from recordings of cooking hamburgers. For the gun models, the modeling cooking team was Cooking hamburgers? Yep, cooking hamburgers. Okay. The modeling team was provided realistic-looking airsoft guns to base their designs from. That makes a ton of sense about Japan in the early 2000s. Yep. Their designs were so close to the source material that the models at first featured replica markings and cash-free fill inlets. Good. <laughs> no one on the team noticed until halfway through development. Good. Oh Scenario writer Noboro Sugimura was called back to make some changes to the story. In the prototype story, either Rebecca or Billy could die with the other characters surviving and completing the game. This idea was scrapped as Rebecca dying would ruin the canon of the Resident Evil timeline. Billy was also originally designed in the prototype as a more ambiguous character, possibly becoming friend or foe as the story progressed. This idea was scrapped. The character designs were also adjusted. Rebecca, for example, lost her beret and shoulder pads while Billy received a new hairstyle. The GameCube's use of optical discs reintroduced load times, so the programmers had to use sophisticated programming to make the partner zapping system work. Capcom announced its intention to release a game demo in Japan around 2002. I mean, this, ga this game takes place in 1998, so mullets clearly still in th a thing. Are they, though? Like, they are now. <laughs> For some reason, they decided to come back, but, uh... God, that dude straight up has a mullet. Uh, okay, so yeah, they apparently people thought that the the N sixty four prototype was lost because mm -hmm. all all that they had was like video from TGS in two thousand and magazine scans. Then in twenty fifteen, when they were making this HD remaster, Capcom's like, "Here's the prototype. We're gonna show you how we change this game." Uh, but it's not it's not out for the public. Like no one has like found it and dumped it or anything like that. Lame. Which is unfortunate. So yeah, Resident Evil Zero. Uh, the HD remaster includes some new stuff as well, like Wesker mode. You can play it in 16 by 9 with 5.1 surround sound. There's apparently a modern non-tank-like control scheme. Sure, I bet there is. <laughs> I didn't find that. Resident Evil Zero. Um, so I played this back like in 2016, and I, I remember enjoying it. And I also enjoyed it. Um, and again, but, like, 2002 was a whole different yes. universe, basically. Like, I thought the idea of, like, you know, swapping between the characters was interesting. The idea that, like, you could just drop an item and it would persist in the world forever, essentially. Like, mm -hmm. that's an interesting idea. Um, that's essentially kind of like what Sweet Home does. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a Resident Evil game. This is my first one. This was your first Resident Evil? The first one I ever beat, yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd played oh. two on PlayStation. I'd played four. 
Actually, it's the second game, second Resident Evil I beat because I, I beat five cooperatively. So, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> bit rough on that front. Oh, this is the first one I beat by myself. So there's that. So yeah, like I remember it being fine, and then we played this, and I was like, ugh. Which I think I wonder how much of that is just like because I played it in Wesker mode because I thought that would be real dumb. And yeah. Wesker mode defaults you to normal mode. Yeah. And the normal mode difficulty just sucks. Yeah. And I probably played this originally on easy, so it was probably a much better, a more <laughs> a more enjoyable experience than this was. Yeah, I mean, I played it on easy, and it was. A much more tolerable experience for me than it was for you. Yes, because you kept being like, oh, hey, there's an herb in here. There's an herb in here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There are no herbs in here. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I'm playing on easy. I'm like, oh, that's why you're getting all these extra items. And not dying. <laughs> and not dying all the time. Because I, I didn't. I didn't die. You know, like you did. No. I was thinking, like, oh, I died, but then I was thinking, oh, no, that was Ada in Resident Evil 6. Um, but no, I didn't die in Zero at all. I just got eye lasers. You did get eye lasers. Which are broken. <laughs> yeah, so you I... easily defeat things like that, but also it takes a while to charge up, so, like, you're just vulnerable the entire time. So that seems bad. Yeah. I... Is your old man Wesker, too? Not well, old man. Like, but like RE5 era Wesker. Right. Yeah, so it's not like young Wesker. So there's two Weskers existing in my version of that game. That's so weird. It's very weird. I did not remember this game having like very little story. Just a ton of gameplay. Yeah, Um. I didn't either. Like... Oh, hey, Rebecca's on a helicopter. Oh, hey, the helicopter gets downed. Oh, hey, there's some, some dead dudes and also an escaped convict. Time to go find the convict on the train. Also, there's a singing opera man. It's Axl Rose. Axl Rose, right. Sweet child of mine. Um. All right, hey, we got to figure out what's going on with Billy and, like, Wesker and Birkin are doing some stuff in the background, and that's basically it. Yeah, it's so weird, cause it's, cause it just feels so minimalistic, in the way that like they're just trying not to do like add anything too particular or anything that would like mess up the canon of Resident Evil at the time. Yeah, like they don't want to step on too many toes, but they're like, we need a story to make this work. So what if like, we just use the most minimalistic story possible? Essentially, what this game does, and like it's kind of a weird way to build it up is like explain why Rebecca has dog tags. Yeah. And also like, Hey, Wesker was a jerk. Yeah. But we knew that Wesker was a jerk cause he tried to murder us. Well, yes, but also it's like, Hey, he was a jerk well before. Yeah. RE1. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, and also here's Rebecca. William Birkin as well. We got to shoehorn him in as well. Yeah. I mean, it basically is like, Hey, look, Wesker was a bad guy all along. Here's Birkin. He's working with him. Also, here's Rebecca's dog tags. Like, that's literally what it does. Basically. And nothing else about it matters. Yeah. Other than Rebecca's great. Yeah. And deserves more love. I'm going to run through this plot on Wikipedia because it's four paragraphs long. And that's basically about, that's more than you could probably give to this plot. Let's be real. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, on July 23rd, 1998, a train owned by the pharmaceutical company Umbrella, the Ecliptic Express, comes under attack from a swarm of leeches. As the passengers and crew are attacked, a mysterious young man watches over the resulting chaos from a hillside. He's like, Live and let die. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, the Bravo team of the Special Tactics and Rescue Service, STARS, police force is sent to investigate a series of cannibalistic murders in the Arclay Mountains outside of Raccoon City. On the way to the scene, the helicopter has an engine failure and crashes lands in the, crash lands in the forest. While searching the immediate area, Officer Rebecca Chambers of Bravo team comes across the express. Now motionless, Six explores it, only to find the passengers and crews turned into zombies, unaware their transformation was a result of exposure to the Umbrella's T-virus contained within the leeches. As she explores the train for answers, she teams up with Billy Cohen, a former Marine Force reconnaissance officer who was forced to ex- who, was, who was to be executed for killing 23 people until the military police van transporting him crashed within the region. The parachute notices the same mysterious young man who's like, Whoa, sweet child of mine. <laughs> Moments before the train suddenly begins moving again. Unbeknownst to the pair, two soldiers from Umbrella, on the orders of Albert Wesker and William Birkin, attempt to take control of the train and destroy it, but are killed by leeches before they can complete their mission. As the train speeds out of control, Rebecca and Billy apply the brakes and advert its course towards an abandoned building. Upon ex- exploring the area, they discover it to be a disused training facility for future executives of Umbrella. And the future director... The former director, it is another mansion, because of course, the former director of the facility and the corporation's co-founder, Dr. James Marcus, was responsible for discovering the so-called progenitor virus in the 1960s and decided to examine its potential as a biological weapon. He combined it with leech DNA to develop the T-virus that causes rapid mutations in living organisms and thus transforms humans and animals into zombies and monsters. That's like half the game story. Yep. As the pair continue to explore the facility, Wesker decides to leave Umbrella and join his rival company and makes further re- plans for research for further research on the T-Virus. I don't remember this at all. While Birkin refuses his offer to join him. Instead, opting to complete his refuses? research... Refuses. <laughs> his offer to join him instead, opting to complete his research on the G-Virus. Later, Rebecca G- becomes separated from Billy. That's just a sentence in this paragraph. All right. On her own, she, encamp- she encounters Captain Enrico Marini, who tells her that the rest of the Bravo oh, team... Oh, that's will- after he gets taken in the water thingy, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the rest of the Bravo team will meet up in an old mansion they found, but allows her to stay behind to find Billy. Just as Enrico leaves, Rebecca is attacked by the tyrant. After temporarily defeating the tyrant, Rebecca meets up with Billy again, and together they defeat it and continue towards a water plant. That's three quarters of the game done. <laughs> Eventually, Rebecca and Billy catch up with the leech-controlling man who happens to be Marcus's final experiment, Queen Leech. He's like, Welcome to the jungle. Do you want some reggae? (laughs) Do you want some reggae? (laughs) (laughs) Ten years ago, Marcus was assassinated on the orders of Umbrella's other co-founder, Oswell E. Spencer, who sought his research. After his corpse was dumped, Queen Leech entered his body and reanimated it, gaining his memories and the ability to shapeshift, whereupon it would believe it, it believed itself to be Marcus and orchestrated the T-Virus outbreak in the facility and on the train as a means of revenge against Umbrella. So I guess that's, like, what is important about this is that he's technically the one that let the T-Virus out. Yeah, but... It, eh. Also, like, why did he decide to be, like, a long-haired young man? Why did he choose that as his? He didn't want to look old. I mean, that's that's valid, but like that's an odd form to pick. Mm-hmm. After what Timber- year is this? Ninety-eight. Okay, I was gonna say maybe this was the height of Axl Rose, but no. Maybe he wanted to look like a boy band member. Maybe he did want to look like a boy band member. Height of that era. 
Uh, after temporarily defeating it, Billy and Rebecca attempt to escape to the surface via lift, tripping the facility's self-destruct mechanism. Pursued by Queen Leech, the pair eventually kill it and escape before the facility is destroyed. Following their escape, Rebecca notices the mansion that Marina mentioned and prepares to head for it. Before she does, she assures Billy that her police report will list him as another casualty of the incident. Thanking him for her, thanking her for his freedom, Billy departs as Rebecca heads towards the mansion to seek out the whereabouts of her fellow Bravo team members, seen in Resident Evil. And Billy will never be seen again. Never. And she just stole that man's dog tags. Mine now. Wears them now. Also, like for some reason, this thing is just weak to sun. <laughs> yep. Which, like, same. I am also weak to sun, <laughs> but. It seems like a very odd choice. It's like, hmm, the weakness of this sun. I don't know, man. This game's bizarre. It's it's a very weird game, and I don't remember it being quite this weird in terms of like there not being much to it. Yeah. Um Like I think from my experiences, like I didn't have the the experience of other Resident Evil games really to n- compare it to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looking at it compared to like 1 to 2 to 4, 5, 6, Code Veronica, like there's just not a lot of story to this. And a lot of the story is just like not great. Yeah. It's just there to have a story essentially. I mean, I remember liking it a lot back in the day, but, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I was just starving for RE content. That's true. And it was like stupidly pretty at the time. Yeah, I mean, this was a good-looking GameCube game, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they mentioned in here somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. But essentially, like, they when they went to go do the HD remaster, that, like, they're like, oh, we really don't have to do a whole lot to, like, the models and stuff, because we basically made these very high quality to begin with when we made it for the GameCube. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a nice-looking game. Um, for some reason, like, Billy kind of looks like 1992 Billy Ray Cyrus, but, like, you know, what can you do? He's going to have his comeback in Resident Evil 8. He's going to team up with Lil Nas X. <laughs> He's just got, like, stupidly tight, like, high pants and, like, that mullet that he's gotten. Like, I understand. Also, very, very late 90s, early 2000s tribal tattoo. Oh, yeah, he does have that, too. I forgot about that. Ugh. Like, I understand that the man's on death row and he doesn't have a whole lot to live for, but, like, come on, dude. I almost expect him. Does he have cowboy boots on? Does this man wear cowboy boots? I need to know now. I don't think so. But I can't tell. Like... I can't imagine him wearing tennis shoes. I think he says like boots. Boots. Got in them boots. Boot scootin' boogie. Oh my god, that's the second time that's come up. <laughs> uh yeah, those are definitely just boots. Like his pants are so high. And that tattoo's real bad. It's real bad. Real bad. He's got like the super tight pants with like the walkie talkie in the back pocket. Yep. I'm like, why are you like this, sir? So, yeah. And yeah, he was never seen again. Which is weird. Like, why would you make him for this game and then just never use him again? I mean, Carlos from RE3 would like to say hello. Okay, fair. Fair. (laughs) 
Like, I feel like you could do something with all these characters that you just... Sheva from RE5. You just left by the wayside. Okay, I have an idea. A new Resident Evil game in the style of RE6, but it's just all the side characters that we've left behind. So it's... Billy, Carlos, Sheva, um, Helena... Mm-hmm. I think we were probably counting Jake at this point. Jake, yeah, definitely Jake. You might could count Barry. He's been in a couple games, but but he's already, he's been in a second game. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll forget Barry. He was but... a main ca- a playable character in a second game. In a terrible game. In a terrible game. Which that reminds me, we could put a uh, Squinty Face. Put Mr. Squinty Face. He wasn't a partner, but like he'd be an interesting character to put in there. Bring Ashley back. Dude, give Ashley a gun. She'd be some pretty bad gal. Like, just make a new Resident Evil like RE6, but it's all the side characters. Like, I'd play the hell out of that. That'd be so fun. The fact that like a lot of these characters didn't show up in RE6 just makes no sense. Yeah. Like, you bring Sherry back, but (laughs) but none of these. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, guys? Or, like, like, just involve them in one of the movies. But instead, it's like, they were never seen again. We don't know where they went. Um, There's the girl in, like, the first RE animated movie, which you haven't watched yet. But Mm -hmm. she's one that, like, Leon makes out with. (laughs) And then, like, he just forgets about her. (laughs) That that sounds a lot like Leon. (laughs) Just just put her in there, too. (laughs) Her and Ashley have a talk of, like, so Leon, huh? Eight is in the corner, just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Leon Kennedy support group. Yep. Well, Leon is the one who's over crying, thinking like, Ida. Claire's there as well, but she's just dumb. Oh my god, why is Claire so dumb now? Claire was not this dumb. She Claire, wasn't Claire dumb. almost could have been a member of this group. She almost could have. Well, I guess she's in Code Veronica, so she wouldn't have been qualified, but... But she wasn't dumb in two, and she wasn't dumb in Code Veronica. And then, like, what if we just make Claire real dumb? Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, the, like the only other games that some of these characters have been in are like Umbrella Chronicles, where it's like the on rails versions of these games. <laughs> but like, can you imagine how fun that would be to play one of those, where it's just like, you know what? Screw all these main characters that we've had before. Here's these guys. Yeah. Exactly. I'd love it. Just make something dumb. That's not super, super serious because that's what you think Resident Evil is. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Resident Evil's a dumb action horror series. That's it. It's that's it. Yep, that's it. I mean that's 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 really all it is for me. And it's fun. I like it. Except for five, that one can go away. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately we can't put peers in uh in a Resident Evil game. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. A I don't bummer. know. We could just make some magic and bring him back to life. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? Um, He's a cyborg now. Because <laughs> why not? Capcom, hire us. We make such great stories here. We make it. We're making right now a better story than Zero is. It's true. <laughs> just like shooting the shit. There's just more, there's more substance to this story. (laughs) It's not, oh, wow, here's a character you know, and here's a convict. 
here's the virus, here's some other characters, you know, here, the game's over. <laughs> Yay, there's the Look, mansion. Look, here's the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> soon, uh, soon, Albert Wester's going to put his hands through his hair and be like, I'm a real cool guy. <laughs> Man, they should have done a FMV intro for Resident Evil Zero. Wow. What a choice. You get someone to look like Rebecca, you hire some ratty pro wrestler to be Billy. Because you know a pro wrestler has a tribal tattoo. That's that's a, basically a given at this time period. Yeah. And there you go. Get the guy who was Albert Wesker in the 96 Resident Evil FMV video. Have him come back. They didn't have Rebecca in that one, did they? No, because she's not on that plane with them, right? Or the yeah, helicopter think, with them. I think you're right. Well, obviously she wasn't because she was doing train stuff. Right. Well, train and facility and, you know, sunlight. So I don't think she's in that opening. Tragic. It's very tragic. You are very much correct. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil is a serious game, guys. Serious yeah, so, subject matter. Yeah, so the Alpha team is the one that they, they showcase because the Bravo team was the crashed helicopter. Okay. Man. You know, I just get my hopes Wait, up. Wait, here's a question. Okay. So the, the superior officer of Rebecca's. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to that dude? Enrico? Yeah. I don't know. Let me see if he's dead. I mean, I'm sure he's dead, but like, because she's like, I never saw him again. She does mention that, yes, but they never, apparently this dude is also an Italian artist. Did he die in Resident Evil 1? I, that would make sense. Date of death, he's deceased. I don't remember him showing up, though. His hobby was golf. Well, that sounds a lot like a, a dude. Uh, da, 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 da. I guess he does show up in RE1? Yes, he does. In a cutscene? Enrico is found injured inside the underground. Uh, Wesker killed him. That makes sense. But does that show up in the game? Or is it just like, here's some knowledge? <laughs> um, He's shown in a cutscene that he's like, in the caverns and hmm. I don't remember there being a cutscene with him dying but like but it, if you're playing Resident Evil 1 would you even know who this dude is if you had played Resident Evil 1 first yeah uh, I mean like it might be a nice reference if you had played it recently because otherwise he's just like a throwaway character it's weird Okay, so I'm watching the remake on GameCube, and this this says Death of Enrico gameplay. <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> you know, the gameplay of this man dying. Exactly. That's all you need. Um, all right, let's do some scrubbing. Where is this man? Sir, I need you to die. Okay, there's Jill finding him. Is that Poison Rico's? Okay, so that's him talking. 
talking. He's injured. I think he passed out. He gave you a crank. Yeah. Kind of crank it. Okay, so let's see. He's talking, he's talking. Umbrella set us up. And then just blip. 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 So yeah, he's he's saying like, hey, there's a traitor and telling Jill and they get shot. So that's Enrico. Great. Yeah, you know, quality characterization on Enrico. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> um, For sure. Yeah. I mean, now I just really want to play the game that we thought up. That'd be real fun. It would be really good. It'd be real good. Some good characters there. It's true. Jake's a, a wide great variety. character. Yeah. You actually have like, you know, not just like white people in that group. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a thing. It's not just Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that too. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know, man. That'd be fun, but it'll never happen. No, of course not. Capcom should hire us. Capcom should just put me and you in charge of Resident Evil from now on. Everyone would hate it, but we would very much enjoy it. Why? I mean, you know what? I don't care what anybody else thinks. I just want to play the games that I want to play. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Ma- yeah. I want to make the Resident Evil games that I want to play. Everybody else can heck right off. Mom said it's my turn to be ahead of the head of Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you along because you're my best friend. Yes. Yay! We are the new Resident Evil team. Uh... We should talk a little bit about the gameplay because I don't think we've touched on it at oh, all, yeah. really. We have it. <laughs> um, so this is very much in the same style as like Resident Evil Remake. It's still like tank controls esque and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it plays like a lot of those older games. Um, I think yeah. that that stuff's fine, but I think like the big switching. thing. Do what? I was saying it has character switching. The, the character switching is interesting, but like the thing that really I think holds it back is just like six, eight inventory slots. Ugh so antiquated and boring yeah and like the fact that it's got the two characters like all right you know fine but give me like some way to expand that please like Mm -hmm. that's the greatest thing that came out of further resident evil like after this like crew of them yeah which I don't understand why Zero didn't have it because Code Veronica even had it. Like, give us pouches, give us expansions. Like, well, it's probably the problem with these games being made simultaneously. That's true. Probably not a whole lot of sharing of ideas going back and forth. <laughs> That's true. And also, considering they basically made this, they all of these ideas were implemented for the N sixty four. Yeah. Like they probably just didn't want to mess with re-engineering the entire game just to redo the inventory because they already had the inventory set for a game that's made that that doesn't have a whole lot of memory in it so you can't really do a whole lot of like inventory space probably yeah i mean that's that's seriously one thing that i've really enjoyed about later resident evil games is like yay more inventory space like inventory management is still a pain in the butt Mm -hmm. but it's not this bad 
definitely not this bad it was real bad in this one like almost at like chris resident evil like uh og and like remake version of like him having zero inventory space basically Mm -hmm. and then like having guns that take up two slots and one of them being that hook shot that like you have to keep Mm -hmm. around for a few different spots that like don't really matter it's like oh my god really Hookshot is just terrible. Hookshot's awful. Like, grenade launcher takes up two. Shotgun takes up two. Like, guys, don't make these guns take up so much inventory space. Jesus it's real Christ. dumb. Terrible. What There's if a lot of us just yelling about inventory. The, yeah. What if the guns didn't take up inventory space? You know, I would be okay with that, actually. Like, you just if have gun, gun slots. Gun slots, and then, like, you have to manage, like, ammo and um Herbs healing and... like like I'd, that'd be fine mm-hmm. like you could only but... hold like a, a pistol and a big gun yeah simple yeah and like you can potentially switch those between characters if you need to but like <sighs> terrible yep there was a lot of yelling yep also like it's annoying that you also have to have like key items that are going to take up inventory space. <laughs> Give me a different key item section of my my case. I mean, that was just these games in general at that time, so. I know, it just makes me mad. It's not great. And I think like the idea of like the idea behind hey, you can drop an item anywhere and it'll stay in the world forever essentially, like it's an interesting idea. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's executed well in this. The funny part is that, like, when you're on the train and then the train crashes, then it's like everything that you examined on the train but didn't pick up is right Just here. Long right there, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I guess that, yeah, sure, it makes sense. That's how that works. Yeah, like, even something on the very back of the train just flings forward. So trains work. Uh, yeah, like, it's it's not great. Like, I would just rather, I would rather. I would rather have that's the word I'm looking for not weather I'd rather have just like a a box that I can have connected infinitely to all sorts of different other safe spot areas yeah same than just like oh I'm dropped this I gotta remember where I dropped this item at all throughout this entire map because like it's gonna be there still but like where was where was that how do I get back there I had the issue with the hook shot at one point that I dropped it and then I was like oh god which room was it Mm mm-hmm um, but yeah, having the box that, like, in the other Resident Evil games, that's universal makes so much more sense. It's fair. It's way more useful. <laughs> it's a lot better. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like you said, the the player switching or the character switching, like that was an interesting mechanic. Um, you could like have the character either like attack with you or idle. You could have them go on their own, or you could have them like be a team. Mm-hmm. And you also control both of them at the same time if you you'd have to do some something weird like that. Yeah. This game is very ambitious. It is ambitious. I don't know that it pulls it off. Especially for a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Like, I don't know of many series that would, like, go, like, 
basically keep a, a level groundwork for a game, but also just like try and do just a bunch of new and weird ideas within it. Um, so yeah, like it's like I said, it's very ambitious. I like and like you said, I don't know if it necessarily pulls it off a lot of the time, but like I think it's interesting, and I think like the ideas that like they try to to use are interesting, and good whether ideas, or not they flawed work, execution. Yeah, like I I appreciate that this exists because it's just Capcom being weird, and especially with like. the, the design history of it. Like it's definitely a very weird history. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of this, the the ideas behind their designs are just were manifested because hey, they were like, oh, we're making this for the N sixty four, and that's it. <laughs> and then they're like, oh god, we're not making it for the N sixty four anymore. We should, but we've already done all this work. What if we just keep it? <laughs> that's probably a good idea, right? Eh? 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 Everyone's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it would not have looked this good on the sixty four. No, like there's a there's like obviously if you see the prototype, like it looks more in line with like what Resident Evil one and two looked like. Mm-hmm. And it does not look as good, obviously, but like yeah, um, they definitely made this game look a lot better on the GameCube of all things. And obviously, this was the height of like Resident Evil. Well, not necessarily the hype, but like it was building towards the height of Resident Evil on the GameCube, where it became the the premier system for Resident Evil for a brief period, mm-hmm. where this all okay, culminates yeah, with that, that RE4. That definitely looks more like like Code Veronica and mm-hmm. RE1 and 2. Yeah. Man, GameCube nailed it with some Resident Evils for a while, but... Um... And then Capcom was like, what if we made money? <laughs> <laughs> what if we made money? What if we put this on the PlayStation? <sighs> Capcom was like, "Yes, I do love money." Money. <laughs> I want that Sony money. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. So yeah, I mean, like, it's not, it's not the worst game. No, totally not. Like, it's probably ranked down in the bottom half, but like, it's yeah. definitely better than five. Yeah, definitely. Which, I mean, granted, anything's better than 5 is, really. I mean... You could basically give me, like... A dancing game with Wesker, and I'd say, like, Hey, you know what? That's better than Resident Evil 5, and be totally fine with it. I'm just imagining Wesker dancing, but it's the... (laughs) It's the Delta GIF. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> oh man, that was a brainwave on our part. <laughs> Great minds think alike. I was literally just putting his model into that spot. <laughs> oh God, why are we like this? Motives are complex. It's true. <laughs> Motives are indeed complex. Uh, you know, it's also creepy to think about, though, that, like, Wesker had Rebecca pictures in his desk of, like, yep. her in a, like, basketball Sporty outfit. outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's a weirdo. 
um, is is okay. So I think the real the real thing we have to or you have to do is find the Resident Evil Zero novelization and see how much story is in it. Oh man. Because, like, how do you novelize this game that doesn't have a lot of story and it's a lot of gameplay? I wonder, like, it has one, right? Yeah. It was written by the same person who did, like, all the other ones. Do you know what it's called? Resident Evil Zero Hour. Zero Hour? How many pages is this? That's a great question. How is it 272 pages? How did you milk 272 pages out of this? That's the question. Oh my god. Well, now I have to buy it. So I, I still haven't finished the RE2 one, but like I need to know now. It's for science. Like the cover is just a giant eyeball. It is? Apparently on this version I'm looking at. Oh, the version I've got's Rebecca and Billy. Oh yeah. That one also is that makes a little bit more sense. Yep. Alright, I purchased it. We'll see how this goes. How do you make this two hundred and seventy two pages? I'm going to read you this user review on Goodreads. All right, do it. Very well written. Does a wonderful job of capturing the eerie and creepy settings while creating an engrossing, suspenseful atmosphere. Gloriously gory, violent, and grotesque. Includes scenes and situations that differ from the original video game. Some item locations and puzzle solutions also differ. <laughs> Wait, there's puzzle solutions? Provides an intimate look into what the characters are feeling, thinking, and hoping for as they traverse through the predicaments therein that you don't get via the game. Fast-paced and quite easy to read. Perfect for late-night reading, more so when coupled with the ambiance of rain against the window as most of the story takes place during a storm. Highly recommended for fans of the original video game franchise. Five baboons out of five. I don't know why that's their scoring scale, but apparently that's it. <laughs> All right. What? Like this, the second one just starts off with telling about why the GameCube was terrible. <laughs> Does it really? What does it say? I never did play Resident Evil Zero, though I did own a GameCube for a short time. The GameCube was annoying to me. The stupid design of gamepad and swapping of the little disc. I didn't keep the GameCube long enough to own or play Resident Evil Zero. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird phrasing. I was looking at other reviews on Amazon, and... Like, this phrasing feels very uncomfortable to me. Like, this is another great book by S.D. Perry. Any Resident Evil fan knows that RE0 was released after Code Veronica, so it will seem that Rebecca's the virgin when it comes to dealing with the undead twice in this book. What? Excuse me? That. Please don't. Please don't say that. Please, please don't put that phrasing in here. Oof. I love that this person that you were talking about just hates the GameCube. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, GameCube controller is not good. 
I like the GameCube itself, though. I mean, it is, it is, it's a cube. Oh, you know what? I think I probably understand what they're getting at there. Um, had to do some... Deducing. Deducing and, like, how do you put your brain into the dumb? Um, they're saying that <laughs> How if do you... you put your brain into the dumb? Yeah, I mean, that's... Just saying. Um, poorly phrased, but what they're saying is that if you read them in order, Rebecca is in the first one. And so it would seem weird that she doesn't know what's going on in this one if you didn't understand that it's a prequel in the game series. I think that's what they're saying. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Just makes me uncomfortable the way that they phrased it. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that, that, I think it would be interesting to hear how that book is. Well, we'll find out eventually when I read it. We will. But I think that's going to do it for Resident Evil Zero. Yep. Sure is a video game. Sure is a video game. Rebecca's a good gal, y'all. Rebecca's great. Deserves a better video game. I agree. Thankfully, she gets out of law enforcement. Oh, thank God she gets out of law enforcement. Becomes a doctor. Dr. Rebecca. very true uh well that's gonna do it for this episode so if you would like more from us go to seasonlandwithcheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like seasonlandwithcheckup and jared and now watch you also find columns and reviews on the site as well if you would like more from anladium go to anladium.com she's got columns and reviews you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash anime checkup and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast and bonus episodes as well. Neat. Next week, I, I don't know. Who knows? We'll talk about something. Something, something. <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's what we do around here. It's true. We'll write yeah. our own Resident Evil fan fiction. Oh, God. Of our, our new game that we're going to come up with. <laughs>